Welcome to the Distracted Driving Podcast. I am Sean Genovese. And I am Rex Williams. This is the fourth part, and my favorite, actually, yeah. uh, part of our interview with Matt McWilliams, author of Turn Your Passions Into Profits, his newly released book. More popular, by the way, I, I heard than Bernie Sanders. Yes, yes, uh, right up there on the on the list. Yeah, well, it's been a great uh, conversation, man. We got we got four episodes out of it because uh, just a lot of good stuff in there. So, um, but this one was great too. You know, he really uh, tells some unique stories that probably aren't on other uh, podcasts that he may have uh, spoken at. You know, we can't go as far as to say it's exclusive to the Distracted Driving Podcast. But one thing I can say is that you will learn today a new word. Oh. And that word is homogiversity. <laughs> what? <laughs> Common spelling. You know, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. It, this is a good episode. So without further ado, here's our conversation, the final part of our conversation with Matt McWilliams. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had numerous circles. In fact, it was, um, I did one interview with a, a lady a few weeks ago, and, and she, she, was, she said on there, she's like, oh my gosh, I've known Matt forever. How in the heck did we meet? <laughs> you know, I'm like... <laughs> Uh, we had a guy in our mastermind and he invited you and that's how we connected. You know, um, yeah, I've, I've had those, um, it's something I, I write about in the final chapter you mentioned earlier about creating consistent content. And one of the things mm -hmm. I talk about in there, a very simple thing you can do. Uh, so many people, they spend six hours creating a piece of content and two hours marketing it. And I talk about how yeah. you need to flip those numbers around. I'm not saying only spend two hours making it, but spend five times more you know, marketing it than you do creating it. One of those ways is Derek a share, what we call a sharing circle, you know, a yeah. sharing circle where mm. it's just, it's just five to 10 people it could be three, could be 17, anything more than about 20 gets out of hand, uh, less than three. And it's just, well, it's just two of you. Um, <laughs> you know, and if it's just yeah. you, then that's not a circle. That's just a point. Right. Um, you know, but you get this sharing. So I guess even three, you can't, you can have three in a circle, two in a circle is kind of, there you go. Yeah, you go. There you go. But you get the idea, right. And you just share each other's content. Like, and it could be like, okay, you know, I'll share five people's things this month and then the next five and whatever, however you work that out. But the same kind yeah. of thing is true just in talking through your business stuff. Like, I, I mean, it's amazing in a, in a mastermind. Um, I mean, just, I go on and I, and sometimes just them asking me questions, I get the answer. So I've probably had, I don't know, 40 people over the past 12 years that I've masterminded with. Typically we do it mm -hmm. in groups of uh, four or five, you know, at a time. And then oh, yeah. we'll add a member. And sometimes we decide, you know, like I've had three or four masterminds. After about two years, we just decided, you know what, um, we still love each other. You know, yeah. I mean, people that are used to be in masterminds, uh, half the people that you see in the book are people that I used to be in a mastermind with every single one of them is still a friend. Yeah. You know, they're still, at some point like, you kind of just say, yeah, we done. still mastermind together sometimes when we have a specific problem we need to solve. I had a guy call the yeah. other day. He was having issues with his business partners. And I was like, I masterminded with him. I said, dude, buy the yeah. company. Here's how you do it. And he did. 
and he owns a company now, <laughs> you know, wow, and that was nice. a one-on-one -on -one mastermind, even though we used to be in a group mastermind together. So yeah, those, those circles of, of people are super important. Um, yeah. The sharing circle speaking, was great too. Yeah. You, you talked about sharing. I mean, that's, it seems like that's your first easy step to affiliate marketing, really. I mean, it's like, kind of is, hey, yeah. will you share my stuff and I'll share your stuff, you know? Yeah. You're kind it's of more around just content. Right? Yeah, it's more around content. Like, hey, I oh, released uh -huh. a podcast episode. You know, you start off, okay, you each have 100 followers, okay? Yeah. You got 10 people with 100 followers. Well, collectively, you have 1,000. You know, you yeah. probably have very little overlap between those, those 100 people. And so I share your podcast and you get two new followers. Well, now you have two new followers to promote the other eight members of, you know, two, and then, you know, and so on and so forth. And so Gross. we've done yeah. those and we've gone from just to that alone, you can go from a hundred to four or 500 people in a pretty short period of time and you're getting new eyeballs on your stuff. And then you go over and you do another one and you expand it. You maybe add a few people, you, a few people drop out, but then you, ex and then sometimes you have like multiple ones, but it starts off with just quite frankly, it starts off with four or five people who are each yeah. sharing each other's stuff and going from 100 to 130. You know, you, that's, you go, ooh, wow, I gained 30 whole people. Yeah, but now you can level up to somebody that's got 130 to 200. Initially, you can only, you know, it's the old, uh, I don't know if you watch Friends growing up, but, you know, Joey was like, you know, well, it's like if I'm a seven, and you can only go two levels up, right? right? So if I'm a, if I, he was like, so if, like me, I'm a 10, you know, so I can go to like a, <laughs> an eight down to an eight or a hypothetical <laughs> 12, you know, and, um, Chill. you know, like a seven can go to a nine or, you know, and that's the same thing is like, if I've got a hundred followers, I'm not going to be in a sharing circle with somebody with 2000, you yeah. know, yeah. but I can be in somebody like maybe from 50 to 200. So great. I get up to 150. Now I can go from a hundred to 250 and so on and so forth. And as I level mm -hmm. up, we can, we can level up as well. And the same is true with your business stuff. Some of my early masterminds, um, some of those people haven't really advanced and I've outgrown mm. them. Others, mm. um, as you know, they say new levels, new devils, right? Um, mm. as our business has grown, I've got different problems. Like we just made our first acquisition, yeah. you know, last year and we bought a, bought another company from a guy actually that I met through being in a mastermind with him. Um, wow. we were mastermind buddies eight years ago and they were looking to sell and, and we, we bought that process, nice. I navigated that process with the help of some people who are at that level now where they've been through that. Uh, My mastermind uh -huh. buddies 10 years ago had never bought a company. You know, we yeah. were masterminding about how to get more YouTube followers and, right. you know, and, and how to, how do you start a podcast? I don't know. Well, let's figure that out together, you know? Yeah. And now we've evolved. That's so I mean, cool. it's, it's, like, it's like anything else. Uh, you know, you go back to those uh, new college hires that come in, um, they're not going to be the, the director of the division tomorrow. You know, they've, <laughs> they've got to go through and, and grow into the seven so that they can date the nine and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> or the hypothetical um, can, 12. Yeah. Or the hypothetical 12. That's right. Yeah. Uh, just for our, our listeners, can you briefly describe uh, what Mastermind is? Yeah. Um, I mean, the concept comes, I think, from Napoleon Hill, like, a hundred years ago. Um, it, it's to me, how I define it is, you know, four to maybe seven people. I, I will just tell you any more than seven. It gets a little bit unruly. Um, 
any less than four and suddenly if you've got two people who are out sick you've just got two of you staring at each other on you know on zoom um i love mm-hmm. virtual because it means i get to get the best i, I don't i'm not relying on who lives in fort wayne indiana right. um or even if you live in a big city i'm not still not relying on that um i like the, i like it to be homogenous with diversity and what i you know so homogeneity. i just made that up or uh, <laughs> homogenous i don't know um, what I mean is like, I've been in, I've been in masterminds where the focus was more on things like our spiritual development or development as husbands and dads. So we mm. didn't have females in there. That would have made no sense, you know, mm. but we had, um, it almost sounds like the beginning of a joke. You know, we had a, a baker and a candlestick. No, we had, you know, we had a, a, a couple of, of guys, black guys in there, an Asian guy, a Hispanic guy. And then about three white dudes, you know, and so Uh there was that kind of diversity. But more importantly, there was diversity in terms of like what businesses we had and things like that. But we had the homogeny of at least a couple of things that were in common. So if you're in there for business, okay, what you want is the homogeny of, okay, we're all two to five million dollar business owners and we're all creating online content. But we've got a guy in the parenting niche, a guy who's, you know. me and the online marketing niche and we got this guy who works with authors and this guy like so a little bit of diversity there right um Mm -hmm. in that particular case it really doesn't matter you know some things don't matter diversity wise and then we've had Mm -hmm. i've had you know masterminds where okay the thing that we had to have in common was that we were all creating content um we were all at that time under you know we were all between like two hundred thousand and a million dollars so we weren't like super big but we weren't you know, complete startups at all. Um, mm-hmm. And in that one, it was like half women, half men, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, there's diversity in race. There was diversity in, you know, like the niches and stuff like that. So you want some mm-hmm. diversity, but the homogeny of like, we're roughly <laughs> somewhere thing. on the same point in our journey, Yeah. but we've had different experiences to get there. So it's like, okay, you got two businesses. They both are th- doing $3 million a year, but this one's huge because he's, killed YouTube and he's got 200,000 YouTube followers and this one's killed yeah. because he's doing affiliates, whatever it might be. And then we come in and we learn together and we help each other, uh, you know, solve our biggest problems, which usually aren't how to get more YouTube followers or how to get more affiliates. Yeah. It's usually like, okay, I've got a team member and she's pregnant and we really don't have a policy for what the heck we're going to do when she's out. Cause she's going to be out for 12 weeks and we've never had a, a person out that long and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. How do we manage that? Oh, I went through that two years ago. Let me tell you what we did and how we screwed it up and how we, you know, then we did it better the next time and boom, 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 boom. And we can walk each other through those things. Yeah. You have a, you got to have a common enemy. Yeah. (laughs) I love that part of building a community uh, that goes way back, way back to um, the building a revolution or uh, a movement. Uh, You got to have a common enemy. So I really resonated with that. Us versus them mentality. Yep. Yeah. Super important. I mean, that's, you know, as I say in the book, that's the reason why, like, if you look at, you know, religions, every religion has an archetypal enemy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you just name a religion, I can probably tell you who the, you know, who the enemy is, right? And yeah. so when we, it's one of those things that draws us in. Like, if you look at, like, you know, one of the things I've studied is like the rise of Christianity and the rise of, um, you know, uh, Islam and the rise of, um, you know, other types of, you know, even just things like, you know, the iPhone, you know, Apple, uh-huh. 
um, Apple is, is kind of like a religion in a sense, you know, Apple fanboys and fangirls, right? <laughs> yeah. um, whatever, yeah. like whatever the religion is or the, you know, the political party yeah. or the, you know, the concept, you know, like Martin Luther King, you know, fighting racism, all of these yeah. things, like it doesn't, the people that doesn't came have to together, be a person. No, yeah. it doesn't. It, it can a be cause. a concept, it's a cause. enemy. Yeah. And the people that came together, if you, I mean, just, okay, look at just one, just going to pick it, you know, Christianity. There's no, like worldwide, there's no stereotypical Christian. Like you can't just say, okay, they're all white. They're not like probably like 30% yeah. are, you know, um, there's no, oh, they're all from America. No, you know, it's not the way it is. Uh, oh yeah, they're all poor or all rich or all middle class. No, they're all of the above, you know? The thing is, there's something, that common thread that unites people. So in your audience, like, what is that? And one of the ways, it's not the only way, you know, I share dozens of ways in the book. One of the ways to do that is to create that us versus them mentality, to be able to create that common enemy, whether it's, you know, um, it could be like, you know, the big corporations, they're all doing this, or it could be the government, or it could be, you know, yeah. this certain thing, whatever it is, if we can find that, um, that's uh, that that creates that uniting, you know. Ours is that. ours is the status quo, right, Sean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. status yep. quo. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I know uh, we want to be respectful of your time, uh, and uh, we also want to make sure people know where to get the book. But I, I want to ask you one last quick question. I, I think yeah. I read somewhere you went to school in Tennessee. I um, did. <laughs> w- what did you study? Did you study marketing? I did not. Um, so I went to the university of Tennessee, uh, my first, so, so my freshman year, my first sophomore year, uh, I went to the university of Tennessee. Uh, I studied ornamental horticulture and landscape design my freshman year. <laughs> nice. Uh, Cause I, awesome. I, I, it's a long story. Uh, I got really <laughs> into learning about psychology in the spring of that year. And I decided to, uh, switch to be a psych major. And then, wow. um, my, my first sophomore year, I got, um, I got in trouble for not going to a couple of classes. And unfortunately <laughs> one of them was, was really good friends with my sports psychologist and told him who then told my coach and I got in trouble and got kicked off the team at the university of Tennessee. And I transferred to middle Tennessee state. Uh, the golf which, team? yeah, which was actually <laughs> the best. We were the, uh, when I transferred to MTSU, we were actually, uh, that year, we're the first team ever to go to uh, NCAA tournament at MTSU, which is wow. kind of, so we were actually better than Tennessee that year. Uh, not nice. that you know, I reminded my teammates of that. And um, <laughs> that year, I had what, I was in a what was called a university studies program, which basically meant that all of my classes were electives. <laughs> nice. And uh, I was not really an academic, you know. Just to be clear, um, I was always <laughs> one of those people. I kind of made it through high school because if I paid attention in class, I could squeak out a B plus. And, you know, so I had like the, the three, six GPA. So everybody's like, Oh Matt, he's such a great student. I'm like, no, I just, I was forced to go to class. You know, I mean, think about it, the <laughs> yeah, first 16 years of life, somebody else drove me. Uh, cause when I was yeah. in high school at that time, you were not allowed to drive on your own or, um, or with other people under the age of 20, you know, like you had to have a, like, even yeah. when you had a license, you were not allowed to drive on your own until you were like 16 and a half or something or 17. It was kind of weird. So for the first, basically whatever, until my almost the end of my junior year of high school, somebody, my dad took me to school or my mom took me to school or a bus took me to school. I had to be there. I might as well listen. 
So I was good enough to make decent grades. And then sure enough in college, uh, I didn't have to go. You know, nobody was taking me to class. So I only went to the classes I was fascinated by. And it was ironic because I was a psych major. And one of the big classes is biopsychology. And it's the weed out class. Every major has a freshman or sophomore class that's the weed out class, right? Yeah. It's chemistry for pre-med majors, right? Yeah. Biopsychology. I was so fascinated by it, though, that I made like a 96. And But then the classes that I failed were like, English, you know, I was like, I don't even care about that. I already know how to speak and I can write English. I don't really care about reading Shakespeare. So I failed that class. Um, you know, and then there's a couple of others that I feel like history, all the history classes I took, um, even like the foreign language classes I took, I made A's in those cause I was fascinated by them. And so, wow. yeah, it was yep. kind of, kind of weird, but, um, yeah, I had a few different majors and like I said, I had three sophomore years. Um, and then left uh, <laughs> left in the spring of my third sophomore year and, and turned professional and played professionally for a couple of years in golf. So that's how I ended up here, you know, 20 some odd years later. Without yeah. a degree in ornamental horticulture. I know. Yep. To this day, I cannot tell the difference. <laughs> the only thing I, I know, a Japanese maple. Uh, and it's only because we have a huge one in our front yard. Uh, I remember we had to go around the campus and like identify all these trees. And I passed the mm-hmm. class. I made like a B, B you know, B, B minus, something like that couldn't tell you what a single tree is today um agriculture yeah. class i that's their school system i to, to this day i still don't understand you know like how cows make milk you know where does it come <laughs> where does it originate like i knew all that stuff my freshman year of college i don't know where it comes grass from i think because so, of ga- yeah. grass um as one of my as one of my one of my best friends poor guy he ended up being a major league all-star uh so i'm not going to say his name Okay. Um, but he ended up, I, I was walking into Outback one night and I look up on the bar and I go, Oh my gosh. I'm like, Holy freaking crap. Like this is before smartphones. I'm like, that's the guy who used to give me rides to school all the time. You know, we played uh, golf and like, he's, he, this is the all-star game and he's on TV and I'm flipping out. You know, this is like my, uh-huh. one of my best friends in high school. Poor guy was dumber than a rock, though. <laughs> and I'll never forget. That's why like, you were so surprised. <laughs> well, and the, the irony is, with, I'll probably end up giving this away because it's so mean, but he ended up playing in Wisconsin. So if you can figure out that, you know, who he played for. But he was like, Wisconsin, that's where they grow cheese, right? I'm like, oh, poor that's, guy. Yep, yeah, that's where they yeah, grow cheese. Cheese, so. yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they pick heads. it and then they bring it straight to the store. They yeah. do, yep. <laughs> Uh, my oh, uncle, uh, it, it, he, he actually went to school for ornamental horticulture and uh, started and, and ran for many years his own landscape business. Um, it's cool. funny that, that you said that's what you started studying. <laughs> I probably could pick out more trees than you can just from hanging Guaranteed. out with him. <laughs> can you do more than one? Can you tell I can do more, more than, than one. one. Yeah, yeah I right, can do more cool. than one. Then you're ahead of me. And, if an acorn falls on my head and I look up, I can tell that it's an oak tree. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. oh and pine so trees. That's I know pine trees. pine trees. Generally speaking, I can and palm trees. Those I can tell you, it's a palm tree. <laughs> Anything palm, that starts with P. Yeah, there uh, and I still to this day don't know the difference between a palmetto and a palm, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> Maybe. Well, well, this is uh, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where do people go to uh, follow you, to buy the book, to learn more? Yeah, so we got uh, a special. 
place, guys. Like, you can get the book anywhere. Uh, I mentioned earlier, like, it's in stores now, which is really cool. Um, Barnes and Noble. You can get it on Barnes Amazon, and Barnes and Noble, uh, Target. You, if they sell books, they sell my book. Uh, but the best place to go get it. Uh, sorry, you know, I, I, I really am sorry, Sean. We, we, we were limited on space on URL. So we went with passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Rex. <laughs> So Rex, <laughs> you you've got you've got like booyah rights on Sean right now, uh, <laughs> you know. Just just hold that over him for a while. If you go to passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Rex, grab that's the best place to grab the book because we've got uh, literally over five hundred dollars in special bonuses for for your people there. So um, awesome. that's the best. That place is to get great. It. Okay, yeah. Which is fine awesome. because Sean's a four-letter word anyway. So yeah, it's yeah, better than yeah. It is. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Well, Matt McWilliams, Man. thank you so much for thank joining us on here. the Distracted Driving Podcast. Thanks for having me. Definitely yeah. a challenger of the status quo. Yeah. So we have some work to do. We have to promote this episode five times more then we spent making it or whatever, right? Oh, you know what? That was, uh, I think that that is something that I, I deep down inherently know, but I do not do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as soon as he talked about that, you know, you, you spend five times as, as, mu- as long uh, marketing than you do creating. I, I am the opposite. Mm-hmm. I like this. And where's this, it got this us? Podcast. This episode. We got right? two. I mean, followers. any of the episodes. <laughs> I spend well more than five times doing post production, which is funny because you, you know I've always said I don't do editing, and I don't. Yeah. But boy, post production takes up more time than <laughs> than I thought it would. <laughs> well, uh, there are two of us, and maybe the other half could spend a little more time. <laughs> The, yeah the other half that's not sponsoring the show yet <laughs> let's let's look into that <laughs> yeah i could definitely do a little more uh a little promoting um but yeah no that's a great uh it's a great message because like yeah we're creating content we love creating content let's get a bunch of content out there then you know everybody will come to our stuff but really that is not actually the case you can create less content and promote it like crazy then you'll get the viewers the followers to to watch your other content so which you know what uh just to show that i i I took this to heart um and as a shameless plug because it's you know promotion at least half my podcast and i can oh that's right and i'm a named sponsor yeah um no i i uh i started an email newsletter there you go because i was going to because everybody keeps telling me uh, email is not dead. You got to have email. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but also, what pushed me over the edge is uh, is this idea that look, you got to market five times more, and so that's going to be part of it because we've got a ton of content. I have a ton of content. I mean, yeah. we've done over twenty five or so episodes of of this podcast. I've got my Instagram channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my my blog post. So yeah, I need to start using that email newsletter to do more promotion. Yeah. Of content I've already created. Yeah. Like that should be the easy part, right? Right. Right. Should be. But you got to do it. <clears throat> you got to do it. But uh, uh, you can go to, by the way, you can go to nomorecryptonite.com 
if you want to get uh, signed up for my newsletter or find out how to do business better. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I, other parting thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, su- such a good uh, conversation. G- great book. Um, you know, you can get it at uh, passionsintoprofitsbook.com slash Rex. So uh, true to his name, the affiliate guy, he's given us a link uh, to, to, a f- to get some value uh, for us to get some kickback from people uh, signing up through our link. So, so go there. Does that make us affiliate guys now too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're affiliating with them. And I'll affiliate this. If you go to that site, um, man, look at all the, the advanced praise, all the people that are talking about this book. I mean, these are pretty famous people if you are in the circle. You know, like Pat Flynn, uh, Dory Clark, Michael Hyatt, John Lee Dumas is like the podcast king. Like, so he's very well connected. What if, what if you're not in the circles? Well, then you should go and look up these people and look at their stuff because they've been creating content or maybe you could just read the book and oh yeah yeah you should read the the book yeah yeah for sure (laughs) um you know i i said it in uh, the first part of our or part one of uh, this four-part uh interview Mm -hmm. uh i'll say it again though i i uh i did enjoy the book and my intent was to skim it for the purposes of sounding coherent for the uh the interview and and it sucked me in i couldn't i couldn't skim it it's very well written. Yeah. Uh, lots of good advice. Uh, lots of exercises. So uh, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, it's, it's worth a read. Yeah. I, I did the audio a little bit faster speed so I can crank through it. But uh, I, I got through it. And, um, man, I got to go back and do the exercises. Uh, but uh, there was so much I wanted to talk about with him. And we basically ran out of time because uh, we only had him for a short period of time. Um, but, uh yeah, we can talk about it uh, in the future. You can make some comments. We can have a discussion thread on it. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good one. Oh, yeah, vote. you know, that's another thing that we don't do enough of is uh, is pimp our, our channels. And, uh, you know, we're on various social media. Um, we, we love to interact with people. We love to have conversations. We love to expand the network. So... Um, you, you can check out the show on distracteddrivingpodcast.com. The comments are open there. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, get Distracted Driving Podcast on the Instagram. Um, we're on the YouTube. I think it's <laughs> youtube.com slash distracteddrivingpodcast. Yes, I do put an indefinite article in front of all those social media platforms, in part because, um, well, I just do. And, and it's good, and yeah. It, and in part because I live in Southern California and we put an indefinite article in front of everything. <laughs> the 5, the 405, the 210. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we should do a no-guest show, or maybe we'll get a guest on, I don't know, but we should do a show about the hypothetical 12. Okay. F- fr- from Friends. <laughs> that was... That was a great reference. Yeah, um, yeah. He was telling uh, telling the story. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh, okay. Fun stuff. Well, thank you, uh, thank you to Matt uh, yeah. for taking the time out of his busy book promotion to uh, yeah. to spend with us. Uh, we enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. There is more to come. 
This is just the end of our four-part interview with Matt McWilliams, but there is more Distracted Driving podcast on the horizon. Yes. So stay tuned. Stay focused. Stay focused. Don't get distracted. That's right.